This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Here we go. A new month, a new series, and we're going to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and you shall receive power. All right, and so uh, that's what we're gonna devote this month to. Obviously, we're gonna have a special uh, Mother's Day message on Mother's Day, but May, for the most part, is dedicated to talking about the Holy Spirit and specifically the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So this is um, definitely a teach, like we're gonna teach this, okay? Um, And we're gonna walk through this and really teach what the scripture says concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. All right, so here we go. Let's jump right in. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray that this month, Lord, that you speak to us, that you reveal the truth of your word and the mystery, that you would uncover the mystery and mysteries within the word of God, the depth of spiritual truth. God, I pray that it would be uncovered, that you would take the covers off so we can see Lord, the truth of the word as we read it, preach it, teach it, and all of that good stuff. So Lord, come and fill us with your Holy Spirit and speak to us and uh, Lord, make us as you desire. In Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen. All right, Um we're gonna jump right in. So as I said, this is like a teach. And what I mean by that, like this is a, a teaching in the truest sense, all right? And so um, we're gonna walk through this. And those of you that, I mean, the baptism of the Holy Spirit has just been a part of how you were taught since childhood and it's just a reality of your life and and you you know about the Holy Spirit or if you're, this is relatively new, or even the thought like baptism of the Holy Spirit, what, what is that exactly? Like, what is that, right? What does that mean? What, you know? And so um, no, regardless of where you are, kind of in your Bible knowledge of the Holy Spirit, um, your, your spiritual um, maturity level, if you, if you will, what, regardless of all that, I believe this is gonna be helpful to everybody, okay? Because even myself, just being a pastor and a Bible teacher, um, it's been like a great refresher course for me, even studying in it, okay? And so here we go. Uh, Baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to jump right in. So uh, I'm going to jump right in with the first point. And here it is. Uh, Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit, all right? He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit, all right? And based on the scriptures we're going to read and just what you see um, God's intention for people to be full of the Holy Spirit, when we see God's intention, when we see Jesus um, and his intention and everything he said about this moment and telling his people to wait in the upper room until they're endued with power from on high, um, it's, it's safe to say that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is essential, okay? It's essential for us to be effective witnesses for Christ, okay? It's essential. Um, essential in the sense that why wouldn't we? 
want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why, would, why wouldn't we want to receive power to be a witness for Christ? Okay, and so here we go. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna read a couple of verses here, but here we go. And uh, not just a couple, but a couple from the beginning here. And as we walk through this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk through this very uh, systematically, okay? Uh, because it's worth teaching, because, um, sorry, I know I'm gonna get to these verses, but I just kinda wanna, I mean, we're just starting this series, so I wanna kinda give some of the thought and heart behind this and the, and the kinda the intention, the, the strategy, if you will, is because even in like what you would call maybe spirit-filled churches or churches that believe in the gifts of the spirit and the moving of the Holy Spirit and and, and things like deliverance and healing and, and prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues, churches that even believe in that and kind of operate in that. Um, and I'm speaking as a teacher, okay? Of course, this is every teacher says this, but I really believe that we must do a better job of teaching on it too, even in the environments where it is received and it's part of that particular church culture and how they do things. I believe it's, it's it, we, we must continue to kind of teach this because there's so much in it I think that we miss, even in those that are just kind of wide open to whatever God wants to do and the moving of the Holy Spirit and all that that means um, and, and, and really open and desiring for the power of God to move. I really believe that we can never go wrong when we take time to teach things and, and really walk through them slowly, even if we feel like, oh, I, I know about this. I believe in this. Um, and maybe there's some that are literally just kind of like, I don't even know, or I'm kind of aware and I've kind of heard a thing or two about this. Um, and so once again, as a result of kind of my own process before the Lord, my wife and I were like, let's teach this. Let's really because this is a part of our church community and just our what we believe according to the word of God and what we desire to see happen in people's lives, okay? So this is truly a, 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 it's a huge part of, 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 of the scripture and, and, and the heart of God for, for his people. But even more specifically, this is a huge part of, of Hopeland Church and how we desire to see people grow in their faith and go deeper in God, okay? So there you go. There's a little intro for you, but uh, let's jump right in. We don't have a lot of time, and I do want to cover a lot of ground, okay? Um, so Acts chapter 1, verse 5, okay? For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, okay? And so Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. All right, Luke chapter three, verse 16. John, this is the, the, uh, um, John the Baptist. John answered, all right, John answered, and um, John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He, speaking of Jesus, right? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was speaking prophetically of the day of Pentecost and the era of, of the church when the Holy Spirit would come. And he's saying that this is what Jesus does. So people do not 
baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Like God can use them, but it is Jesus. Um, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to baptize you. What does it mean, really? Like just just from a from a definition viewpoint, like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so, just like being baptized in water, we believe that when you're baptized in water, that you are fully submerged under the water. Why? Well, because Jesus was baptized, the Bible says he came out of the water, and then those that were baptized in Scripture says they went into the water and they came out of the water. But also, the word baptized simply means to submerge. It means to dip, to completely cover, to fill, in a sense, right? Like to be, you know, in water entirely, baptized in water. Baptism in the Holy Spirit means to, that's where you get the word filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Baptized in the Holy Spirit, all right? And so in the scripture, I told you this is gonna be a teach, okay? So we're walking through this. So, so just to provide just the basic starting point of this, okay, is that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and Jesus wants, he desires for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He desires to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen, somebody? Other phrases in the book of Acts to describe the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, regardless of what version you're reading, these are just some of the phrases, and, and we'll read much of these verses this month, okay, that describe this, okay? But just to give you an idea um, of certain words used that it's speaking of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, believers in, in some versions, uh, verses, depending uh, what you're reading exactly uh, as far as your version, right? Um, it's meaning like King James, New King James, NIV, NLT, um, uh, uh, NAS, right? All these different versions, those are all acronyms, acronyms for versions of the Bible, right? Uh, translations. Um, but believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it talks about believers being filled. So that word filled is used. Another time, Peter explained that Jesus had poured out the Spirit. Okay, so filled, poured out. Um, believers could, in, in the book of Acts and stuff, it talked about, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. So the word filled is used. So baptism, filled. Uh, baptism would also mean the Holy Spirit is poured out. Um, also, uh, the word received, that, the, that these people, you shall receive the Holy Spirit speaking of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? So Holy Spirit, also it, it's used words like came upon them or came on them or fell on them or the Holy Spirit fell, right? Fell on those that were there. And so um, Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and kind of those are just some of the words used. So so when we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I kind of, I gave you the definition of that word baptism and I, Many of you already know that, but that's that's what it's talking about in scripture. Okay, that's what it's talking about. So, so just to kind of um, really um, reiterate that um, point number two here, the Holy Spirit is a divine person. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. So, the Holy Spirit is a divine person, meaning he is not an energy force. The Holy Spirit is not fire. The Holy Spirit is not um, just some a wind. The Holy Spirit is not, um, you know, a river. 
the Holy Spirit is not like smoke. Um, you know what I'm saying? So he is typified by some things like that, like fire. And when he's typified by that, it's, it's like metaphorically speaking, right? Uh, but he is a divine person. So, so he is a person. He has all the aspects of personality, mind, will, and emotions, right? He is a person, okay? And so I, I know we know this, but as we go into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I just want to kind of, once again, we're walking through this. I want to I wanna teach this. Holy Spirit's a person. He's a person. Um, Isaiah 63, verse 10. Isaiah 63, verse 10. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. You can't grieve an energy force. You can't grieve wind. You can't grieve um, some type of, um, uh, you know, element, right? You, you, but you can grieve a person. And we, you know, when we rebel against God, we're, we're grieving God. We're grieving the Holy Spirit, okay? And so, once again, Isaiah 63, 10, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy and fought against them. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Here's another one. Um, Ephesians chapter four, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Okay, so because he is a person, we can have a relationship with him. Because he is a person, he will talk to us and we to him. Because he is a person, he has a mind, a will, emotion. We fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, right, may the love of God the, 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 and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. So because he is a person, we can develop a relationship with him, the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Godhead. God is three in one. He is, there is one God in three persons. One of those persons is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so because once again, because he's a person, we can have a relationship with him. But because he is divine, okay, um, he makes God's power available to us, okay? Because he's a person, we can have a relationship with him. Because he is divine, we can have, um, we can, um, sorry, uh, he makes, because he's divine, he makes God's power available to us, okay? And so the Holy Spirit is God. He's worthy of our worship. And um, we should allow him to fill us and use us for God's glory, okay? So who wouldn't want to be filled with this person? Who wouldn't want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Not, not a worldly spirit, not a perverse spirit, not a lustful spirit, you know what I'm saying? Not a demonic spirit, but the Holy Spirit, the Think about this, the literal third person of the Godhead filling the human soul, filling the, the, the human being with himself. Hallelujah. All right. Who wouldn't want to be baptized in this person? All right. And so here we go. We're moving along. Jesus promised 
that the Holy Spirit would come. Okay? And so Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. And once again, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come. Okay, so he is the promise of the Father. Okay, God promised. So the whole the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Ghost, is a promise from God for us, for his people. Okay, for the body of Christ, for the church. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Jesus said he would be sent and that he would fill us, okay? So let's look at some verses now. I got a lot here. So I might actually give you some that I may not read absolutely verbatim, all right? Because I have a few and I really want to teach you this. I want you to go home or you're, many of you are home right now listening to this or in your car or whatever, listening to the podcast. But I, I want you to truly know this. I want you to study this for yourself. I want you to take this home. I want you to learn this. Even if you have to maybe listen to this series a couple times, I'm serious. This is a thorough teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? So here we go. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, neither, neither it, uh, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Okay, somebody say the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Here we go, John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Hallelujah. Come on now. Somebody say Jesus promised. Here we go. John 15, 26. I think I'm going to get through all these. I want to give you all of them. Let's go. Here we go. John 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Somebody say Jesus promised. All right. Say it again. Say Jesus promised. Here we go. John 16, verse 13. However, John 16, verse 13. However, when he the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Once again, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here it is. Um, last one on, on Jesus' words concerning the Holy Spirit. John 16, 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Somebody say, Jesus promised. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus promised. He said in John 16, verse 7, I will send him to you. Which brings us to our next point. The gift of baptism is for all believers. All right? I'm going to say it again. The gift, the gift of baptism, the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all believers. The Holy Spirit is a gift. It's a gift and it's for all believers. Uh, we can't earn it by our good works. We don't earn the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We don't earn it. We don't work for it. 
Um, we don't jump through hoops to get it. They're, the, the Holy Spirit is a gift. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when in the scripture, speaking of the Holy Spirit, is he is given. And, and when uh, in, book, in the book of Acts, when it speaks of the gift of the Holy Spirit, once again, that's a, that is synonymous to speaking of the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, it, it's it's synonymous to that. So now we're really going to get into, um, you know, that the gift of the of, of baptism is for all believers. So once again, as a gift, it is it is not earned. It, he was sent. He was given. Okay, so just as salvation is not earned, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is given. He is a gift to the body of Christ. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're going to get some verses to really break this down as the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Prophet Joel prophesied of the day of Pentecost. Here it is. And it shall come to pass after that, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Okay? But I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All right? Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All right, verse 39, for the promise, promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for all believers. All right, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just for a select few super spiritual people. It's not just for the ones that the fringe church folks that are that are like the most extreme and maybe a little out there or something. No, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Joel prophesied, "I pour out my I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh." It's made available to all. There, there's a, we don't work for it. We don't earn it, but we must receive Him. Okay, we must receive it. We must receive Him. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, hallelujah. Because it says here in Acts 2, verse 38, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say you shall earn, but you shall receive. Right? So just like any other gift, when somebody gives you a gift, it's up to you if you want to receive it or not. Right? Um, that's what we do with gifts. We receive them. They're not earned. They're given, but we must receive them. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, here we go. Acts 11. Verse 16 to 17. Acts 11, verse 16 to 17. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 17. If therefore God gave them, he's speaking of the Gentiles, gave them, the Gentiles, the same gift, gift. So it wasn't just for the Jewish folks, even though on the day of Pentecost, that was people from all over the world, but they were, practicing Jews, um, celebrating a feast, the feast of uh, first weeks or the feast of Pentecost. And so that was the initial day of Pentecost 
and people were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But he fell beyond that point, chronologically beyond that point. He was then filling the Gentiles. And so, once again, Acts 11, verse 16 and 17, then I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 17 again, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us, so he's speaking as a Jew here, when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? All right? So the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift. And Jesus promised it. Jesus desires to fill every believer with the Holy Spirit. Um, God wants all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He, the person of the Holy Spirit, is a gift, okay? And so when we speak of the gift of the Holy Spirit or the, the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are not speaking of spiritual gifts, meaning, you know, prophecy. We're not speaking of spiritual gifts. We're speaking of the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the gift, right? And being baptized, is, is he is given to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, um, so 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 the so the you know the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, it speaks of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It speaks of being submerged in God. It it gives us right. The baptism gives us power to be witnesses. Okay, and so we're not talking about you know that the gift of the Holy Spirit is not the same as other spiritual gifts. Like there's other gifts that are from Him. But right now, when we're speaking of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're speaking of him, the person. He himself is a gift. He comes with gifts. And he is the gift. Can I get an amen, somebody? So, so whether it's like pastor, um, prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist, um, the gift of giving, the gift of serving, the gift, these other spiritual gifts, okay? Leadership, um, the, the, there's gifts spoken of in Ephesians 4. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, as well as uh, Romans 12. So those are gifts that he comes with and they are distributed individually to the body as he wills. But when we speak of him, we're speaking of him. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift. So we want to be believers that receive that, that say, yes, Lord, fill me, baptize me, in the Holy Spirit. And so we'll talk later here, okay? Um, this month might touch on it today, but we'll talk later about how, when we'll see later, you know, that the gifts of the Spirit manifest in a person's life as a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we do see that, that as a result of the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it, even in the narrative multiple times in the book of Acts, that is when spiritual gifts immediately start to operate, okay? So when, when people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in tongues and prophesy immediately, okay? So this is a pattern in scripture that we see um, happening, okay? When somebody is baptized in the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, um, start to open up and be released and they start to operate in them.
Okay, that, that's literally what we see. And I think we just read one in particular, but this is kind of um, uh, what we're gonna kind of get into a little later, okay? And now we're gonna kind of get into something that I, I think this might help a lot of people and, and maybe even answer some questions, okay? Um, and so here it is, here's my next point, okay? So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? It's an, an experience subsequent to salvation, okay? It is like scripturally, we see this, that there are people, and we're gonna read a bunch of verses about this, but let me kind of explain just so you can see where we're, where we're going here. But these people were believers, um, disciples, followers of Christ, saved by grace through faith. And then down the road, uh, and some, it was immediate, but they got saved first. And many of them even water baptized first, right? So, so salvation happened, saved by grace through faith. People repented, water baptized, boom, saved. And then there is this subsequent experience, a subsequent encounter that we see within the thread of even before Jesus ascended to the Father, something powerful happened there. We'll read this in the Gospels. And, but it, is, it, is, it wasn't the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. And then you see people that were saved, followers of Christ, water baptized, baptized into the baptism of John. And, and then they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So this is, once again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And many people know this like the back of their hand just because of the, the environment they were raised in and, and the teaching they were exposed to. But in the scriptures, we're gonna go, we're gonna start next one here. We're gonna go through this and we're, we're gonna even head back into the gospels. And we're gonna see that there's, some, there's like this, I, I mean, I like to, Look at it like there's a mystery here that it is not salvation. It is a subsequent experience and it happened at differing times and seasons depending on the individual's journey or whatever. It just the way God did it for people was unique. But what we see the, the pattern here is that it is once again an experience subsequent to salvation. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on people who were already believers. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Okay? Altogether, the number of names was about 120 and said. Okay? So there it is. Day of Pentecost. Disciples. Disciples followers of Christ, obedient to the Lord, yet not baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. It's different, subsequent. It's unique. Um, some people call, I've heard some pastors call it um, a, a second work of grace. I don't necessarily like that phrase per se, but it does kind of help explain the uniqueness. It's uniquely different. Um, that's why you might hear some people say, are you spirit-filled or is that a spirit-filled church? And more times than not, that's what they mean. Do these people believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Do they believe in the gifts of the Spirit? Are gifts of the Spirit operating? Do, do they believe in, in the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and the speaking of tongues and prophecy and all that stuff? I had somebody call our church recently, found us online, actually did a text engagement like new or something. And I called them and they said, is your church spirit filled? And I knew what they were asking. I said, yes, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe According to, you know, we, we believe in the gifts of spirit. We believe 
Um, yes, we do. And she's like, awesome. That's the kind of church I'm looking for. Right. And so um, once again, the, the, when you get into this, then people's minds, their intellect starts going, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and I believe there is an element of mystery here because sometimes it's like, why would God do it like this? And why, why is there this subsequent experience to salvation? And one thing that when I look at this personally and I say, man, you know, because we're saved by grace through faith. So you don't, you don't have to speak in tongues and operate in spiritual gifts and believe in them and prophecy and all that to be saved. Hallelujah, right? You don't. Why? Because we're saved by grace through faith. We're, we're saved because we repent of our sin and we've encountered Christ and period. And, and that's in the Bible, okay? Amen? And that is, that is, that is unique to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, and then it's like, why, why didn't God just do it all at once? Or why is there a subsequent thing? Why, why that? Even not just the day of Pentecost, because we, we're going to continue on in Acts. And you're going to see that it wasn't just, because some people might say, well, yeah, because the Holy Spirit wasn't sent yet. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But we're going to see even after the day of Pentecost, there were those that were Christ followers and yet not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was a subsequent experience, a subsequent encounter, and it gave them power to be witnesses and spiritual gifts started to operate. Okay, and so... When I look at this, I say, man, this tells me that in the heart of God and in God himself, even when we look at the scripture and we see, okay, salvation is here, this. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is this. It's like in God, this tells me that in God, there's always more. Okay, it's like there's always more. Not more in the sense that he's gonna operate outside of um, his word or do anything contrary to sound doctrine, right? And, 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 and the Bible, um, he's not going to, it's not more in the sense of he's going to violate the truth of who he is. And, and there's going to be some like fourth person of the Godhead or something, right? No. And he's going to have some other God and we get to worship him or her too. No, like, of course not. But in God, within the parameters of his word, there is always more to discover. And that's what I personally see here when you see salvation by grace through faith. And then there is this more that we can receive from God after salvation. And it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So once again, it is an, is a, it is an experience subsequent to salvation. Here it is, another one, Acts 2.1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And so there it is, they, day of Pentecost. These are disciples who are in one accord in one place. They are Christ followers, believers, disciples, right? Apostles even up in there. Yet they are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is subsequent to salvation. Here's another one. Let's read these. Acts chapter eight, verse 14 and 17. Acts chapter eight, verse 14 to 17. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, 
Somebody say this when we say they received the word of God. Okay? They sent Peter and John to them. Okay? So these people received the word. So it's presumed that they received the word. I mean, they, the Bible says we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God. It is the engrafted word that is able to save our soul. These people received the word. Okay? They, they, they didn't reject the word. They received it. Right? So they sent, verse 15, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. There it is, receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They received the word. They were, they were believers, yet they had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, they had only, it says here in verse 16, for as yet he had not fallen on none of them, on none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Here's another interesting point here. We do not get saved by people laying hands on us. But we can receive one way we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the result of people laying hands on us and praying that we would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We can't just go lay hands on people and they get saved. They need to repent. They need to confess Christ, right? But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is subsequent to salvation. They received. I know we don't hear a lot of these verses, right? People ain't reading this, reading this stuff. Said so then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They received, it didn't, it's not that the Holy Spirit came from Peter and John, but I can tell you, he came through Peter and John. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, here, let's go. This is, this is one of my favorites on this. It really breaks down the unique difference between salvation, which is, you know, which in that is like water baptism, repentance, right? Um, and it differentiates that from this Holy Spirit baptism. Here we go. Acts chapter 19, verse two to six. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Okay, so they believed. Somebody say with me, say they believed. Okay, so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Their um, understanding of God was very limited, but yet they were saved. That tells you that great knowledge doesn't save a person, but we're saved by grace through faith. It is simple faith. We grow in maturity. We grow in knowledge. And they were like, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. So you can be entirely ignorant of this of, of a lot, right? I mean, not to not even know one of the persons of the Godhead even existed and yet believe, right? So so they were in, in for that. I'm, I'm not being hard on these people, right? But I'm just saying they were very ignorant, but yet they did confess Christ. Yet they did come to faith and believe in Jesus. Verse three. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? Right? So, so they said, into John's baptism. Okay? Then Peter, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. Okay, cool. Y'all, you know, are, are, have repented. You, you, you're saved. You're, you're a believer. It's awesome. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Man, you believe on Christ Jesus. Awesome. 
Man, there we go. Way to go. Right? We're heading the right direction here. But check this out. Verse five. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse six. And when Paul, here it is again, laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Come on now. Holy Spirit baptism. It's the power of God moving prophecy, tongues, and even in this context of this verse, we're going to get into this a little later this month, but the, people always say, man, you can't speak in tongues if there's no interpreter, and I understand there's a context for that, but right here, there's no interpretation of this. They, they're praying in tongues. They're prophesying. It doesn't mean that we, we give way to anything that's outlandish or weird or out of order or just goofy and just chaotic in, in, in an ungodly sense. But right here in our Bibles, and when Paul had laid hands on them, Acts 19, verse 6, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Here's, here it is, one more verse here. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said to them, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Somebody say salvation. Say it again. Say that's salvation. Here it is. I'm going to keep reading. Acts 2.38. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So here it is. What's the difference between receiving the Holy Spirit at conversion and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? So what's the difference? Here we go. I'm going to go quickly here. I told you I was going to teach you here. I want you to go back. If anybody out there has any questions or wants to learn more, ask questions, even hard questions that you might have, like, whoa, what is, you know, just please, you can DM me, text me, call me, whatever you want to do, I am here. But Romans 8, verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of, of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Okay, so that there says that the Holy Spirit, we're a temple of the Holy Spirit at salvation. Okay, all right. The acts by which, I'm reading from my notes now, the acts by which the Holy Spirit comes into our lives at salvation is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit experienced at Pentecost. Okay, all right. John 20, verse 22. This is before Jesus ascended and before the Holy Spirit came. John 20, verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so check this out, just, just chronologically. It's in the Gospels, we're not even at Pentecost yet. So let me read from my notes. At that moment, the disciples received the regenerating presence of the Holy Spirit, but the baptism in the Holy Spirit did not occur until the day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. right? A lot of theologians call it this way. When we are saved, there's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit is power to be a witness. It is and infilling and overflowing of God's presence and power. It doesn't mean you must speak in tongues and be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit to be saved, but it is uniquely different than salvation. All right, folks. So today we, we just really just talked about kind of what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, a little bit about what happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We shared in the scriptures just the unique difference in actual people's journey in the scripture and how it happened after salvation, okay? 
Um, and, um, you know, and we go deeper. I feel like with this kind of um, message, it, it could be so good just to kind of interact a little bit. Um, but once again, if, if you guys have any questions or anything, please uh, reach out. We're going to continue um, next week on um, really the what what the baptismal spirit, what are the results? The baptism of the Holy Spirit results. What what happens? We talked a little bit about it, but we're going to talk about how it literally equates to um, being empowered for service, being not 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 a church service, but to serve God. Empowered to serve. Empowered to be a witness. When you see it happen in the Scripture, instantly there, there's power. There, there, it's like this different realm opens up. I mean, just minutes before, they were not speaking in tongues and prophesying. They, somebody lays hands on them and they are filled and they begin to operate in spiritual gifts. Day of Pentecost, right? That You see them. Uh, they were cowardly uh, when Jesus died on the cross, hiding, just, you know, and, and even last um, chapters in the Gospels, they are still in doubt, just troubled. They get filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. And the Peter stands up and starts preaching boldly. So it's the power, okay? Um, I, I was going to say this for next week, but I'll say it right now. So here's my last point. Back to the Holy Spirit. What, is, what does it do? What is the result? We are empowered for service. Empowered to be a witness. Okay, hallelujah. So the manifestation of power, okay, was a consistent theme in the early church. And it's because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? And so let me pray for you guys. I'm gonna pray for you. And we're gonna jump right in and continue this um, um, next week. Um, so Father, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if there's anybody out there that... Um, is not filled with the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you fill them. God, I pray that you fill them. I pray that they get baptized, just like um, the, the folks in the day of Pentecost and the, the, as they went out throughout Asia Minor and preached the gospel and people, something uniquely changed for them spiritually uh, when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, when they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I pray that for people that are joining in and listening to this. Lord, that, that they would encounter you in such a way that they would receive the power to be witnesses for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.